This is Tyler Moore from themoretruth.com. Thank you for listening to this testimony. I hope and pray that it will be a blessing for you in your day. I hope your heart draws closer to Jesus Christ after listening to a member of the body of Christ share their story. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray that your heart will soften to want to have a relationship with him. If you do have a relationship with him, I pray that your heart will be strengthened by hearing the testimony of another brother or sister in Christ. I pray that you may relate with their journey. May God bless you. Please enjoy. Website. Uh, I have my first victim here today. <laughs> Her, uh, sh- she's very lovely. She's my beautiful wife, Christine Moore. How are you doing this evening, hon? I'm good. I'm a little nervous, but yeah. I'm good. So, like, not going easy on me right away. But how do you feel about this whole thing with me interviewing people and uh, this website? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm really excited for it, and I think it's um, a great opportunity for you, and I can see your joy and excitement with it, which makes me excited for you also. Yeah. Today is September 7th, 2022, a couple of days away for your birthday. We are also joined by our dog, Murph, so if you hear any wags, that is him. He's a 100-pound puppy, all poodle no saint bernard at all in him um all right let's start with the softballs okay i appreciate you doing this by the way yeah what is your current job title i currently teach high school math i do um algebra one and then um kind of algebra two almost it's a meteor or a middle ground i guess between algebra one algebra two to some juniors all right and what is your current hobby of choice? So my number one, which you called me out on, is um, crochet. I love to um, take just yarn and make something out of it. It's really fun to see like nothing become something. Um, like even this blanket I'm in right now is a blanket I'm, I made. So they're very useful and warm and cozy. Um, and I like to challenge myself and see what new stitches I can do, patterns I can follow. It's been fun. Is there anything interesting you'd like to share about yourself? Any experiences or like favorite things you enjoy? Okay, my interesting thing about me is that my husband and I, you, um, have gone through the very... long struggle and heartache of infertility and then now we are adopting Yay. i'm excited for you and your husband <laughs> which is you yeah. <laughs> uh, how's that process been um obviously i mean i'm still getting a little choked up so it's been the infertility was hard and it still gets hard like when you think about it um it's hard whenever you have an image for your life or what you think it's going to look like. And then God tells you, nope, it's going to look different than you expected. Um, so that is difficult to come to terms with, but it's also really beautiful because I literally have no control over this process whatsoever, um, which was a huge learning curve, I guess, for me through this process. 
So it's been great to see God working and just the pieces coming together um, as easily as they have um, and just the peace that comes with that as well. That's real pretty and sweetie. <laughs> Thanks. I'm happy to be on this journey with you. Um, this wasn't one of the questions I sent you. <laughs> oh, oh no, I got a new one. Yeah. A curveball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This just popped up in my head. <laughs> okay. I think it's. I think I should have asked this about myself too, so I guess I'll answer it here. Uh, what body part, if you had to like look, so like the body of Christ, right? <laughs> okay. Like, are you like the pinky toe? Are you oh. the, the finger or the fingernail? Like, where do you usually see yourself? <laughs> Are you, like, the back of the head where you don't want to be seen? You know, that's weird. I've never really, like, thought, like, which piece of the body. That's so which bizarre. I don't know, honestly. I've never really thought about it. I'll, I'll honestly, I'm happy with any piece. I don't necessarily, my personality is not, like, the face. I don't want everyone looking at me constantly, uh-huh. but... Honestly, like I'll, I'm grateful for whatever piece. <laughs> Honestly, you're at whatever that. whatever piece he decides to put me at, I'm happy. You know, that, even if I'm the dirt on the bottom of his foot <laughs> or, or nasty, stinky toes. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a cheating answer, but it is. But it. like, I am like truly like. Of course, like I have my preferences, but then like I think about like what we were just talking about with infertility. Like, that's my preference and my control and my desires, but, like, what does that matter, like, in the end? No, that's a fair enough. That's a, I wasn't trying to say your answer was wrong, but it did feel like the typical, like, what's the answer in Bible study school? Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, like, honestly, like, of course I don't want to be, like, the dirt on the bottom of Jesus' foot or something, but, I mean, if that's what he wants you to be, then... It would suck, I'm sure, but like it would be better than the alternative. I mean, what do I usually say about like heaven? That I'd rather be homeless in heaven because right. I'd be richer than anyone on earth, including Elon Musk. So <laughs> yeah, uh, infinitely richer. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose a body part, I'd probably be. I want to be noticed. <laughs> I want to be useful, but I don't feel confident enough to be like the face. Yeah. So maybe like. Maybe like a part of the hand. Yeah. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, the hand's useful. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily... Like maybe like a bone. I wonder, does anybody ever say like, I want to be like the elbow? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I bet the people femur. will say funny bone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. be... What is the metatarsal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is very scientific of you. <laughs> All right, now for the deep questions. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Do you know, ever since you sent me these questions, I've really been thinking on that one probably the most. Um, Because, I mean, the obvious answer is like, yes, he's my Lord and Savior. And, like, that is is true, and I don't want to, like, downplay that. But, like, through this last week, I've been, like, really thinking, like, well, who... Who is Jesus to me? And so, <laughs> um, the one, oh, sorry. I cry a lot for anybody listening. Um, so I'll probably cry this whole time. Um, but 
like a lot of things like jumped out to me, but like, all yes, like I said, Lord and Savior, absolutely hands down, a hundred percent. But there's it's so much more than just he's my Lord and my Savior because he's also a comforter and he's <laughs> hope and he's peace and he's a protector and a provider, um, like all these things that. I feel like you look for in another person, but like ultimately it's found in Jesus. So he's all those things to me and so much more and more than I can even like imagine and say even right now. He has led me through my life and through a lot of different things. So I know he, you know, he guides my path and he directs my steps um, and he protects me and he keeps me calm and gives me comfort <coughs> Um, but also corrects me when I'm wrong. Um, so he's my disciplinarian in a sense, I guess. <laughs> Whenever I said that for some reason, I thought of like a principal. <laughs> getting such a principal's office. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just so many, so many things. It's been, that one question has been probably the most forefront of my brain through the last few days. It's yeah, it looked really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't help but like... I don't know, cry when you express these things because it's just so, like, moving to my soul. Like, dwelling on, like, who is Jesus to me? Not just who is Jesus, but, like, to me. It's a different perspective to think about it, you know? Not just the traditional, oh, he's he's God. You know, it's just true. But I feel like, like you said, that's a Sunday school answer. There's so much more. I mean, but, like, just listening to you is so powerful that it's like warming my soul. <laughs> I think that's what's like the whole point of this thing that God has put in my heart is like to warm people's soul to like get them their spirit to move. Um, I was listening to uh, Chuck Smith reading through the Bible. He's a pastor out in California. Um, and uh, I was listening through Genesis for one of the things I'm writing about. And he was just saying how it's almost like when Adam and Eve like bit into the apple, how our imperfect triune of being a likeness to God, right? Where he's father, Holy Spirit, son, we're, you know, spirit, soul, body. And then it, I got flipped to body, spirit, soul, or whichever two. I mean, he says it better. But the point is, is that our spirit side is lessened while our body needs are in hiding. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And so, like, we're bringing out the spirit here, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing that coming out of you right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love seeing that in you and just hearing Elvis. Yeah. So, if anything, this is a wonderful keepsake for me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I know they, whoever is listening, or one person ever listens, or nobody, or whatever, mm-hmm. they can't see your face, but I can see your face. And so, when I was going through all that and I was looking away and like really in my thoughts but as soon as I looked up I could see the like joy Joy. on your face from that so how were you oh excuse me I was reading ahead how were you before you knew Christ you know honestly I wasn't also, our dog's drinking, drinking water. water. That's probably gonna, <laughs> he was eating the food, too. Well, like we got this high-quality microphone, so you got that in HD. <laughs> um, but before Christ, 
I wasn't like I was in um, a kid. I was elementary school, middle school, high school. I wasn't necessarily the bad kid, but obviously not in Christ. I was not a good person. Um, I didn't make a whole lot of bad kid choices. I never was written up and never got in a whole lot of trouble. I think the worst thing I ever did was, it's horrible looking back on it as an adult now, but I think I told my mom one time I hated her. Um, and I think that's like the most trouble that I, I got in. And it was more of a guilty trouble than my mom actually punishing me. She punished me by feeling horrible for me saying that. Um, but in school, I mean, I was not an A student by any means, but I was not a student who failed. I got my assignments done and I had a good group of friends. We were dumb kids and <laughs> just did stupid teenager stuff, but it wasn't bad. Um, my parents got divorced when I was five-ish, five, almost six or so. No, maybe before I was five, somewhere in that range. Um, so I know that like put a lot, um, or that affected me a lot and in ways I probably still don't even realize. Um, but I know like I never wanted to be the one, the person who had the attention on them. I always kind of wanted to like hide in the corner, always very shy and very timid. Um, grew up with my mom and after my parents divorced, we moved in with my grandparents and they were very strict Baptist, um, goers, church goers. So grew up going to very Southern Baptist church and that comes with all the Baptist rules and traditions as well. Um, I feel like we were at church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, any activity that was going on, like we were there. So it was a very big part of my life and it was ingrained into my life, but I don't recall really there being any conversations about Christ or the Bible or really anything of, of depth outside of that time at church. So it was almost like two separate lives. Like I had my time where I went to church and again, not necessarily because I wanted to go, but because my family did and my mom did and I was a kid, I didn't have a choice. Um, and then I had my life where I had my friends and we could go do whatever. Again, not a lot of trouble, but just be kids. So it was like these two separate things that existed at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Just triple check that we're recording still. Okay, yeah, good call. Yeah. My eyes glazed over. For a minute there, I was like, oh, did I forget oh, no. the record button? But oh, thankfully, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of good stuff. Well, yeah, gosh, <laughs> like the emotions in the moment, you know. <laughs> Do you remember the day or the year you accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and God? So I'm glad you clarified that with the year because I don't necessarily know the day. I know probably the year, I mean... 2004 I was it was the summer between my freshman year and my sophomore year and I mean do you want me to go into detail or just like the year whatever you feel comfortable with what led up to that decision so I guess that's both those questions oh yeah good point yeah I mean so the follow-up is you're right what led you up to that decision or led up to that decision yeah okay so yeah, 2004, I was 15, going on 16, 
so that September, that following September, I would be turning 16. And um, at this point, my dad has um, become a Christian. He's gone saved and my stepmom as well. So a lot of things have changed and shifted in that realm, that dynamic. Um, and so my dad said, well, if I came up to his house, I lived in Houston and he lived in the Dallas area. And if I came up to his house over the summer and worked for him, that he would match whatever I made and put that towards me buying a car. And as any 15, almost 16 year old, that sounded like the golden ticket. So I did, I went up and stayed with him the entire summer. Um, I was really kind of sad about it because <coughs> again, I had all my friends. I wanted to be with my friends as the summer. I didn't want to necessarily be working, but that car was, you know, the carrot on the stick. I wanted a car. And so, Gratefully now, to this day looking back on it, I am very grateful that I did because my dad being saved, he started doing an evangelism outreach and they would um, like film themselves going out to different areas in Dallas, like Deep Ellum and that sort of thing. Um, and they would film him and a couple other guys sharing the gospel with people on the street randomly. Like they wouldn't know who they were. They would just talk with them and share the gospel. And so my dad put me on the task eventually where I would have to watch these videos and he wanted a transcript. So I would have to type out all the transcript. And so as I'm doing this, I'm hearing the gospel again and again and again. And granted, I grew up in church. You think I would have known this, but really the depth of my knowledge at that point was I'm a sinner. Christ died for sinners. And again, it's that I'm a sinner. Yes, but Christ died for sinners. It wasn't necessarily Christ died for me as uh, me being a sinner. Um, and I had previously been baptized in um, fifth grade, mainly <laughs> because I saw the sixth sense and I was afraid I was going to see dead people. <laughs> and so was told, well, if I accepted Christ, I would not see dead people. And so, of course, <laughs> as a 10-year-old, I wanted that to be true. That film terrified And so, me. oh, it, I could not sleep for, for weeks. Like, I probably, if I still watched it, would have nightmares right now. I cannot do it. Thinking about it makes me freak out. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so I had gone pretty much that whole time. You know, I was baptized when I was fifth grade, 10 years old. I'm good. I'm saved. Whatever. Um, but hearing the gospel again and having to actually, like, pause, type it out, rewind it, hear things again and again, it really started to resonate with me. And I don't remember, like, a specific time. But I do recall one video that really just hit me for some reason. It was a bunch of girls out at the bars and they were younger. Um, so maybe it's because they were younger that it hit me. Um, but I just remember my dad going through the Ten Commandments with them and I was like, yep, check. Okay, I'm a liar too, as they were also admitting. Or, yep, I, you know, I've stolen something as a kid, you know, okay, yep, I'm a thief and so on. Like, I don't always honor my parents and I've used God's name in vain and, you know, check, check, check. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And then that's when he gets into the good news. And so that's when it really clicked with me that the good news, <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys I cry. Um, the good news was good to me at that time is that I, I had something, I guess, tangible, to realize my sin it wasn't this vague idea of I'm a sinner because again I wasn't a bad kid so I didn't necessarily feel I had any sin because compared to my friends or 
other kids at school, I wasn't bad. Um, so it was something tangible, something to really make me realize that to the eyes of God, I am a sinner and these are the things that are, are his standards. Um, and so then that made the good news actually good that Jesus died for those sins for me at that moment. Um, so I remember that night after, um, kind of going through all the videos, I always stayed up really late teenager. Um, but instead of, you know, talking on the phone with my friends back home, I decided that I'm going to read the Bible. And I honestly had never opened the Bible by myself. Um, I had no idea where anything was or what I knew the books of the Bible from being in church, but I didn't know what they contained or what stories were where. So I just said, let me start in the beginning. And I read all 50 chapters of Genesis <laughs> that night. I don't even know how late it was or what time, but I just remember wanting to like know more and more and more. Um, and so that's the time I attest to it. And that was also like over the span of days of like searching out and asking more questions and, um, thankfully my dad was a good resource and my stepmom too. And then there was another guy who, um, who was working there, who I asked a lot of questions too as well. So it, I had a lot of good people in place, um, at that time to kind of help stir me through, through those couple months of seeking and committing my life basically <laughs> through, through that time. You know the thing that shocks me the most to my personal life <laughs> is that you read fifty chapters of Genesis. <laughs> I know, I can't, it's crazy, like but like, I, I mean, did I sit there and like soak every word up? No, it was a, just like a read, like a chapter book. But it was just I, I felt I had this unquenchable thirst. I couldn't get enough at that time. Man, I, I feel that moment for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look back and I still I still remember in my dad's guest room, like I had to walk through his office into the guest room. And I can remember distinctly sitting on the edge of the bed and just opening the Bible and like, what do I do? Where do I go? And like, okay, oh, let me yeah. just, you know, start at the beginning like any other book. You start at the front. So, and then just kept going and. That? You know what? When I bought my first Bible as an adult um, and as like someone who was seeking Christ, I go into like a Christian bookstore. I immediately get overwhelmed <laughs> from the different <laughs> translations and everything around me. And so I stop. I actually end up buying um, a Bible from Dick's Sporting Goods store. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just because there's like less. There's less options for Bibles. Oh, that's so funny of yeah. all places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <coughs> excuse me. How were you after accepting Christ? So it's been obviously a few years since. We, we don't have to say how many. I mean, I said 2004. It's <laughs> oh, 2022. Well, there, you Your know, birthday's can, coming up. We so. can do some math here. Okay, let's not go there to that, that number. But what is that? Oh, man. That's all 18 years. 18 years. This last summer. That is wild. You are an adult Christian. That is wild. I cannot believe that. Man. That... Like that, like, hearing 18 years. Am I doing my math right? 2022 minus yeah. 2004? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. 
Um, <clears throat> that's more than half my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, since then, or like after that, I guess, really. So I, I was still in high school, so I had to go through, or did go through, like all of that fluctuation of dealing with being in high school and wanting to be accepted by your peers but also I have this new identity and I'm this new person I'm not the same as I once was and like how to balance those two I didn't necessarily want to let go of all of my friendships because the people I was friends with we had literally grown up together like my one of my best friends I'd met when I was in fifth grade um, granted we weren't necessarily friends at that time but I'd known her since fifth grade and all the others we became very close from seventh grade onwards so it had been years that I had been with these people um, so that was a struggle of like learning to balance that mm -hmm. um, and how to go forward with I'm new they're the same I can't expect them to change but like I want you to and I know the truth now um, how long were you friends with these people? Like how close? Oh, very, I mean, we were very close. We were together constantly. Mm. Um, like I said, my one friend since fifth grade, well, we had known each other at fifth grade, but we weren't friends really until seventh grade or so. Oh, yes. But I mean, it was a long time. So it, had, it was years. So it was really, I never even let go of those friendships, but I did get involved with a youth group and make other friends that way as well. Um, but, I mean, I remember them, like, mocking me at times and calling me the Jesus freak and mm. Jesus lover. And, like, it was a negative thing. And it did hurt my feelings at the time. But, like, now I'm like, please, <laughs> like, I will take that title <laughs> gladly. But as a kid in high school and um, kind of navigating those waters alone, it, it was a, not a fun feeling to be called that. But then went into college, and then that was an experience, too. I'm very grateful that the Lord's patient and <laughs> um, that he is, you know, slow to wrath because I definitely deserved it through my college years. There are tons and tons and tons of mistakes and a lot of that attributing again to just immaturity also, but um, I guess just a, a lack of really finding my identity in Jesus. And... <laughs> Um, so our dog was <laughs> chewing on a plastic spoon anything and everything yeah and we're back <laughs> uh, had a short interlude getting our big puppy out uh, sign yeah so yeah. I was saying yes in college sorry um, that that how that uh, words how I was grateful that um, Christ is very long-suffering and uh, slow to wrath because made a lot of choices and I was saying due to um, immaturity, but also like actually finding a lack of identity in Christ. And I was seeking my identity in all sorts of other things, pretty much anything and anything worldly that I possibly could find. And I feel like at times it was almost like a double life. Um, like I would go to church and I was very involved in church and I served in the children's ministry and I was in Bible studies and I was in a Christian sorority and we did a lot of memorizing and verses and very active with that. 
served as treasurer even in that organization, but then I would have my life outside of those things where I would go to the bars and drink and just really that struggle. And like, I can even recall physically feeling like the pull in both directions, the pull to follow Christ and to really submit to his will, but also the pull from the enemy to reject that and want anything and everything in the world and that what that can offer. Um, well, it's like the apple. The apple looked good. And yeah. Satan was like, yeah, eat it. And you know, it did. And it, and it, it, it is appealing. And I think that's why a lot of people go towards that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but honestly, like even in the midst of it and looking back now, even, but especially in the midst of it, it was like heartache after heartache after heartache after heartache. And you think, you know, God gave me a brain. <laughs> like you think I would use that brain to realize that these choices I'm making that are worldly are only hurting me. And I'm constantly left sad or depressed or mm-hmm. feeling rejected or feeling isolated and alone or like I have to hide versus when I'm in church and I and with these people and living in the light how freeing that feels at that time versus when I'm literally going out in the darkness and just the vast difference that it is. You think I would use that brain at that time, but it's so like, it's hard. It is like you're out there and you don't know you're drowning. And then we go back to church. You're like, well, I felt breath of fresh air. Yeah. Even in the middle of it, it was fun, but I also, there was still that feeling of mm. like, this isn't, it's fun, but it's wrong, wrong, but useless, useless also. Um, it didn't, it was fun at the time, but then I also knew, okay, well tomorrow I'm going to feel like nothing like bad. Um, and so like, what is the point in that? I'm spending a ton of money going out. These are people who, at times would turn around and talk about me behind my back and just not true friends, but I'm giving everything up to try to convince them to be friends with me and try to convince them to like me for what, for what purpose, what use at the end of the day. I don't even talk to them today. You said the word useless. What's that? Who's the wise guy in the Bible? The wise guy, Solomon. <laughs> Solomon. He, I mean, literally his whole book, his whole spiel at the end, I'm pretty sure is like everything's useless except mm. for God. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's like, I look back on it now and I, I laugh and I'm like, man, you know, it's Friday night and I'm excited. I'm in bed at 930. <laughs> and like that would be the time I was leaving <laughs> to go out. And now I can't even imagine that but again it was a different time and a different stage of my life where I was learning and I was actually I was out of my out of the house out of like my parents telling me what to do and how to think and so it was that struggle of like how to think for myself and definitely being pulled in both directions and thankfully mm-hmm. gone stronger and wins because <laughs> here time. I am <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you're here um so, talked about the past. 
and talked a little bit more about the past, the past future tense. Yeah. So let's talk present tense. Okay. How's your walk currently with him? Um, um, it is, honestly, I think, if I'm being honest, which I just said honestly, <laughs> so I should be honest. <laughs> um, it's not as great as it should be. Um, I don't... It's so difficult to answer that question because I feel like I'm very hard on myself too. But like thinking on these things, I'm like, man, I know I'm not doing what I need to be doing and definitely not as frequent as I need to be doing. I know God uses me, um, especially in school and with my students. There's so many different opportunities that I have to um, love on these students and to share Christ's love with them. And, you know, they bring up going to church, and so we get to have conversations about their church or where they're learning, how it was youth group, and it's in front of an entire class. So it's not just the kid is hearing that, but all the other students are hearing as well. So I know there's those moments, but my own, like, personal time I know is lacking um, for various different reasons, mainly just for selfishness and, and honestly laziness, too. Um, but like having these questions and having reflected on it, it definitely is like stirring my heart more, which I'm grateful for. Um, yeah, because I can feel like the spirit moving and still again, he's stronger and he wins over the world pulling me away in college and over myself pulling me away to choose my own desires, my own laziness <laughs> at that time. It, it's still the enemy. It just looks different being pulled into different directions you know and when we're 80 if we're old and ragged looking no offense to anyone who's 80 <laughs> old ragged looking i think there's wisdom that comes with that a greater sense mm -hmm. um but there's still gonna always be choices yeah and like and maybe and i hope god has more mercy as we lose our minds and lose our physicality but it's you see the older generation where they did like study the word more and they did put that time in in their younger years and how it pays off as their mind goes away mm -hmm. like uh, with my job i sometimes visit like old people's homes and i get to see that there so there's like there is a bit of an urgency like hey the younger the better but hey old <laughs> no matter what your age you're never too late yeah, yeah. your mom once said something that's stuck with me and been convicting to me the last month or two since she said it and she said i think you know it's important to memorize scripture as you're younger because when you get older you can't see as well <laughs> so you can't, you can't read it um, yeah. read the verses as easily um or maybe you don't have that ability anymore to see at all mm -hmm. um so how important it is to be able to use that vision to see and to memorize it now and then that way if and when that time ever comes it's already in your heart and you have it memorized i mean i guess now we have technology you can listen to podcasts with it but it's the, something that that's different about physically yeah. well it, you know and reading. like once you're older you gotta learn braille and it's, <laughs> it's a little more difficult <laughs> just use a backpack glass yeah. on everything the yeah. large print uh, yeah the large print oh like i'm already doing that right now i'm, I'm blind as a bat i gotta increase everything You're like getting there yeah. used to be font 11 now it's font 14 and oh, no. slowly heading that direction and that's with like me zooming in 
Um, <laughs> well, it's like, you know, when we're in that deep, dark place, like away from God, like I think about Jonah and the well, or the Jonah and the big fish, mm. however you want to interpret that. Um, and uh, he said he was wrapped in seaweed and he was dying. And then the third day, right, of being stubborn, he starts praying out words from the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And he, he mishmashed, I think, four or five Psalms together. Uh, I could be mistaken. But it's like, yeah, that's the time that you need to have the verses when you're <laughs> in that deep, dark place, especially. Yeah. Just to remind yourself that he's good and he's going to be right there with you. Yeah. And then he got spat out <laughs> that next moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then how much... Um, easier it is to escape that darkness when you have the light yes. in you and light memorized mm -hmm. to turn away from it all mm -hmm. uh, and that's why church is important that's why these testimonies are important to help people who are struggling um, like we all are like I am like Christy is with one staying obedient to God but also with people who may not know him or may struggle with the idea of knowing a God that they can't touch um, because it's God who's going to be touching you. Um, I mean, we can't reach the eternal, but the eternal can reach us. What would you say to someone who wants to know Christ like you do? Call me up. One eight hundred Christie hotline fairline. Um, I would say um, don't wait. You don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We all think we have tomorrow, or the next day, or a month from now. But you, you never know. Um, hopefully, the Lord doesn't require your life or call you home. Um, before you're able to make that choice, or I mean, I guess you do make that choice, but before you are able to know Christ like I do, um, but I would say seek somebody out, go to, there's tons of churches everywhere, hundreds and thousands of resources online. I know Tyler would be happy to talk with you. You're on his website, so. The more truth at gmail.com. <laughs> Send the email. <laughs> Shameless plug. You know, and if you just Google anything, online too you can find someone who would be happy to reach out to you a numerable yes. number of churches there's so many people but i would say don't wait because if you are feeling that pull it is it is for a reason and it is god pulling you so don't reject the spirit don't reject him uh, be obedient to what he's he's calling you and pulling you to do and and wooing you to because the enemy he will distract you and will put anything in your path to prevent you from seeking that information out or seeking somebody out to you. He doesn't want you to know Christ. He wants to keep you. Don't let him win. <laughs> Don't let him win. Christy, you are powerfully emotion, um, emotional. Always. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, thank you so much for taking your time from Big Brother and the <laughs> Dallas Cowboy team. <laughs> to do this with me it's our year <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put your faith in that <laughs> we... <laughs> hey, I love you a lot sweetie thanks for also being a great supporter in this and uh, yeah thank you so much for listening 
Um, please head over to the moretruth.com for other interviews as we post them out and uh, other Bible topics as I write them out. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for your time, Christy. I love you a lot. All right. Love you too. Right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this testimony. We hope and pray that it was a blessing for you and your day. If you would like to hear more of these testimonies or read through some of Tyler's thoughts or Bible studies, please go to themoretruth.com. If you would like to support the website, please go to the support page on the website or visit givesendgo.com slash themoretruth. Thank you again and God bless.